Hello, and welcome back to the Circling Seattle Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Hamaker, and today we're going to be recapping just all what took place on Sunday night's game against the Rams. Look forward to the rest of the schedule going down the stretch and what today's game meant for the rest of the season going forward. So, I mean, going into this game, you had the Saints lose to the Niners earlier in the day for the 10 o'clock window. And so that gave us the chance, obviously, to go ahead and take the one seed, which would be incredible considering if you look into the past, the 2005 year, the 2013, 2014 years, pardon my language, um, where we get a first run by and hopefully an advantage and we go to the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously, it's not guaranteed, but it's obviously very beneficial. And you have a chance to go in and beat a division rival on prime time. You know, Hawks are good in prime time. Good and not great, I guess, after what happened. Um, and really just, for lack of better words, shit the bed. I mean, this was terrible. I mean, just, I'm going to go into the recap before I continue, but uh, I was disappointed. Oh, no, we suck again. So just going through my game notes from the game, I mean, the first drive that we had, I mean, went well. Penny went down, and that was just almost a sign of things to come. I mean, I liked how in the passing game they were getting different receivers involved. I liked the halfback screens. You know, in the past when we had Daryl Bevel at offensive coordinator, those little uh, bubble screens were just horrible, and they never worked. And They tried to force him to Percy Harvin back in the end, and it didn't work. The mix of the run and pass was good, and – you go and you have that great drive, you know, on the road in prime time, and you end it with a field goal, which was terrible. Um, I wanted to keep an eye on Cody Barton with Michael Kendricks out. That later didn't work so well with Barton going down. Barton had a pass deflection on that drive, but then later, I mean, they couldn't stop Tyler Higby. The defense really, I mean, throughout the entirety of the game just wasn't set on time. They just kind of looked lost, and it was just a bad sign things to come. Penny went out in the first quarter with an injury, and we knew that he was done. Uh, and it's going to be interesting going into the further week to see if Travis Homer or CJ Procise take over. I was a big Procise guy when we drafted him, you know, coming out of Notre Dame as a wide receiver at a period of his career, and just injuries couldn't stay healthy. On third down um, – throughout the game, just really horrible at play calling. I mean, you know, you got Aaron Donald on the defensive front. Why are you going to run into him on third and third down and one? Just run straight up the middle. That doesn't make sense to me. The whole team just looked like they weren't in it. It was just kind of a mess. Um, that was the first quarter. The defense just looked horrible. Play calling on third down really needs to be better. That's been a trend for this team. I mean, Third down's huge. So, I mean, I'd hope you'd try to get some things involved. I don't know when Russell's going to start keeping the ball in some of those zone reads. I mean, it's not like he can't run. He's not Tom Brady. He can't run the football. So, Russ, I don't know what's going on, man. My disappointment is immeasurable. And my day is ruined.
as we got into the second quarter, I mean, the defense still looks sloppy. I mean, this is a team that, I mean, characteristically has started off slow, but, I mean, it just looked terrible. They weren't getting set, as I will reiterate. Uh, the passing game, I liked how they were spreading the ball out. Russell was getting it to Gordon and Moore and Lockett and kind of spreading the ball around. I like that. But, again, third down, need to be bettered. They had a weird pass play on fourth and one to uh, Turner. And, I mean, I get it. If you're selling a run, you might not want to have, like, a, a Metcalf or a Gordon or a Lockett in the kind of sell that you're running the ball. But, I mean, if, if you're going to go for it, you got to have a guy who's going to catch the ball. And at the end of the day, you are an NFL receiver. You need to catch the ball. You just dropped it in him right in the hands. Terrible. I mean, they had the ball multiple times in the red zone in that first half, and they didn't capitalize. And they gave up way too many uh, yards on first and second down. Gurley got going quick, and you got a guy like him going. I know he hasn't been quote-unquote himself in recent uh, this year, but, I mean, it's still Todd Gurley. The coverage just didn't play well. They had a first and 20 against the Rams with 257 left in the second quarter, and they just gave that away quick. Pass rush couldn't do anything. There was one point in time around the two-minute warning that the cheerleaders were on the field, which was funny, even though I was demoralized at the time. Um, and then just going into half – they had the ball and they just couldn't do anything. So you're down what, twenty-one to three? That's it's embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Coming into the second half, I mean, you kind of want to start and do something early, and that's what they did. Quandre Diggs got a nice pick six, and that was really exciting. Then you go and miss the BAT to make it nine to twenty-one with ten, twelve fifty-four uh, left in the third, and I mean. It sucked, but, I mean, he got back into the game. It was pretty obvious when Goff got pressured, his throws were really fucked up. So, I mean, obviously you want to pressure the guy more. Diggs made another pick, and it, it goes back to my point. There was a play with 944 left that made me wonder, why isn't Russ not keeping the ball in his own reach? I haven't seen him doing it in a long time. I don't know why. They wasted the turnover, so that sucked. Um... Rasheem Green blocked the kick, so, I mean, that helped keep you in the game. Would have gone up 24-9. I was waiting for a deep shot. We never got that deep shot. And as the quarter wore on, I just hope – I kind of lost hope. Um, Continued to struggle on third down. Ramsey was a punk. He was messing with DK, and they called DK. I don't know, maybe because he's bigger than Ramsey. They would have pushed him into the ground. But they flagged us for that. Defense still was not getting set. Just didn't. Team, I don't know. Team didn't come in prepared for this game. Had a chance to take the number one seed, and you fall flat on your ass. I mean, you still control your own destiny. You know, if you win out, and, you know, assuming the Niners do, if you win week 17, you can still win the division. But. I would have rather taken care of this game just because it is a division game and, you know, you could have taken the spot now. But, you know, not everything happens perfectly. I mean, Russ is still my quarterback, so I've got that going for me. It's my quarterback. I am by no means panicking. I'm more just disappointed than anything. I mean, considering the fact that through – 
these, what, 13 games. We've played the second hardest schedule, only behind the Bengals, and the Bengals are 1-12, and and we are 10-3. and I can't complain. I don't think many people thought that we would get to 10-3, and but, you know, that's just how it is. Overall, coming out of that game, my questions are going to be, who's going to be the halfback too? I mean, obviously right now, I guess on the depth chart, it's precise, but how long is that going to last? Is Travis Homer going to take advantage of that? Uh, how much of an impact does Michael Kendricks have? I mean, I know he was out, and I know some people have been critical of this base defense, but, you know, um, he's been, I believe that he's been integral to our success this year. So, you know, what's been going on with the passing game? I feel like we're not airing it out as much or as well as we used to. I feel like if you get behind in that run game, and I know a lot of people don't necessarily like the run, but that's really been key to our success is being able to get the offensive line, you know, kicking out for the runs and then being able to play off that play action and then going into the pass and be able to let Russ go and be Russ. He's been sacked 18 times in his last four games, so that kind of shows that you need the run to set up the pass. Not just blowing smoke up anybody's ass. Not trying to rhyme either. And I, I know I just talked about Michael Kendricks and that base defense, but it, it's, it's, it's a little weird. I want to see Marquise Blair and Ugo Umadi getting some playing time in the nickel just because Pete's, Pete Carroll's talked about them and how they've been really you know talented guys. Why don't why don't you get him on the field? You know, I see him on special teams and that's great. But like I wanna see these guys make some plays, especially Cody Barton. Um I didn't get a second word on how severe that injury was. I believe they're waiting for MRIs. But um if he's gonna be out too, he's already an athletic guy and it was cool to see him out him out in the field. But if he's gonna be out and Kendricks is gonna be out, why not get why not experiment with Umadi and Blair? I mean, they're young guys, got a young secondary, got the DB coach in Pete. So, like, I don't know. I want to see those guys developed. Looking into the future against Carolina, I mean, Kyle Allen has their struggles as their quarterback in Carolina, and they're sticking by him. But this really should be a bounce-back game. I mean, the dude's gotten 16 touchdowns, 12 interceptions on the season. This is going to be another 10 o'clock game on the road. Carolina's 5-8. and eight. They do – they're still dangerous. I mean, it's not like you should just skip over these guys. They got McCaffrey, who, as I ranted in in the last episode, you know, he was an MVP candidate at the time. They got – Luke Keekley's always dangerous. I mean, it's not like this is a bad team necessarily. They lost their last five games, but these Seahawks, not just these Seahawks, Seahawks always play down to some level of an opponent. So – it's not going to happen, but I would love for a blowout to happen. I would love to see that. Um, but this is a team that still controls its own destiny and can still take advantage of that one seed and hopefully get us back in the number one spot in the division. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. So, like I said, uh, looking into the future, got to take care of business in Carolina. Um, interesting to see if we get Ziggy Ansa back. Hopefully, Clowney feels a little bit better. I know he's playing through a core injury. Um, just you really got to bounce back. You have to win out with games coming up against Carolina on the road, uh, Arizona at home, 
and then finish up with the Niners at home. You have to win all of those games and hope that the Niners somehow lose. Uh, obviously, Week 17, but one of the games before us, looking around the rest of the area, we've got the uh, Washington Huskies men's basketball team taking on Seattle, Seattle U on the 17th. I mean, they're coming off a loss against Gonzaga, but it is Gonzaga. I mean, it's not like they're any slouch. Um, they're ranked, what, six in the country. So, I mean, losing by seven of those guys isn't anything to be ashamed about. For Huskies football, it got announced recently that they're going to take on the Boise State Broncos, Chris Peterson's former team, on the 21st in the Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl. I might be at that game, depending on airfare, because that's pretty expensive. Um, obviously, I mean, if they're ranked number 19 in the country, they're a solid team. They recently got announced that Trey Adams and Hunter Bryant won't be participating in that game. Hunter Bryant obviously going into the league, going into the draft. So that's a big loss on offense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say I'm excited to be doing this. I don't know um, what else is in store. This episode is going to be a little shorter than the last one. And this one doesn't have as much of a rigid script. I kind of just went, you know, on my own. Obviously, with the assistance of uh, facts and knowledge, um, I'm excited to do this. If there's any feedback anyone out there wants to give me or just wants to comment or suggestions, I'm open to all of it. I want to improve this, make this something that people want to listen to and that they, you know, whether you're just listening it to it in free time or on your way to work or school or whatever. Open to suggestions always here. Uh, just trying to get better. So thank you for listening. If you've got feedback, um, uh, just let me know on whatever ways you can contact me. I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you already know who I am. Um, I'm going to try to figure out how to get this. There should be a like message thing on Anchor here that you can contact me through. But I'm excited to keep doing this and to keep following my favorite sports. So thank you for listening in. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and I will be back next Wednesday. Go Hawks.